I'm going to preach to you on the title of my message tonight. It's called Reality Relationships. And uh, so we have a lot of reality TV shows. Anyone a fan? Anyone a fan of reality TV shows? Every single reality TV show is based around the collision of people coming together. And I don't know if you've ever seen uh, the, the show that's on Channel 7 at the moment. I try not to watch it. Don't tell anybody that I've ever even mentioned this show. But House Rules. Anyone seen House Rules? There are some seriously unusual people on reality TV shows. But what I want to say tonight is that we need a reality check on our relationships. This series that we've stepped into, we've got a two-week series on relationships, and it is, it is vitally important that we understand relationships. And so often we invest a lot of our time into Instagram or Facebook, investing into relationships that are superficial or, or, or just at a very surface level, when I say superficial, at a surface level, on a 2D level. But relationships, we're called for so much more than just a digital interface. We are called for a relationship. We are called to have an impact in this world and in the people's lives around us, actually feeling and communicating and enjoying and laughing. That's what relationships meant to be. And it is, it's a part of the picture, relationships online and all those kind of things. That sounded funny. I won't say that again. Whatever. But our, our relationships are called for more than just that. Our relationships are called for a reason and a purpose. So we're going to get a, a relationship reality check. And what do I mean by relationships? I, I mean a relationship with your spouse. I mean a relationship with your husband or your wife, your mom or your dad, your brother or your sister, your bosses, whatever, the bus driver, the person in the traffic where you nearly flipped a bird. I, 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 I'm telling you, every single relationship is important. Every single one of them, when you walk down the street, I remember even walking through the auditorium this morning, I noticed all the worship leaders, they were all singing, they all had a sad face. So I just walked along and I just had the biggest smile on my face. And I watched that every single one of them, they all like had a big smile after I walked by. Our relationships are important. So it doesn't matter which area of your life, you can have an impact and you can add value to relationships in your life. Who's with me? I'm, I'm so pumped. And so our goal is that we would bring to you some keys and some helpful thoughts around relationships over this series, that God has actually called you for relationship. You know, the two greatest commandments Jesus talks about is love God and love people. So connecting with God and connecting with people. It's, you can't escape it. The whole of our life is about relationships, intermingling, interconnecting with other people and the people around us, that you are called here for relationships for such a time as this. You are called to the body of Christ, the body. Do you know what? This is the church. Together, when we're gathered, we are the church. We are in relationship with each other as the body of Christ. Who reckons that's cool? With Christ as the cornerstone, and we are the building blocks connected together, and the mortar of those building blocks is relationship. You can't have a building block without mortar. It's vitally important. And we are the body built up of its parts that need each other. 1 Corinthians says this, says, a body is a unit, not a unit like Dorian, a unit. Though it is made up, I got one woo, <laughs> that's good. Though it is made up of many parts, and though it, its parts are many, we are many parts, and there are many of us across many locations across this, Sydney, across this city, C3 Church, we are, they form one body, so it is with Christ that we are knit together. My goal as a pastor is to knit people into the fabric of the church, community, fellowship. And you guys do that so well out here at Silverwater. I've been to some of your events. You guys are like 
one ginormous family. It's so cool. But it's the intermingling and the interconnected, the knitting together of us as believers coming together. That is true relationship. Like bones without ligaments and joints. Life without real relationships is weak and super painful. Who's ever, ha- who's ever experienced that feeling of not having much ligament in your knee? I have a little bit of that. And sometimes my knee is so sore. All I want to do is like chop it off or something. It can be so painful without relationship. And you know, when you've got no relationship with someone, when you have a collision with them, it's like World War II just blows up. So relationship is really important. Ephesians says, from Him, the whole body is joined together, held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as part, as each part does its work. Do you know what? As each of us in relationships connected together, we've got a job to do. And as we're connected together, doing each one of our parts, we're going to see the house of God move forward. As we know together, you know, each of us doing out one person's the hand, one person's the foot, one person's the mouth, all of us doing our thing, joined together through God, through His church, we are going to see Sydney City one for Christ. Who believes that? Who believes it? Come on, you're with me. Come on. But that doesn't happen without relationships. And your future and the future of this house is so important. And it's through the relationships that we have here that we can move forward, connected together. I don't know if you've ever seen that evil show. I never watch it. But it's called Vikings. But one of the things on the Vikings is they, they get their, they're like, shield wall. And they all get their shields and they all go, kink. And they all lock together. And they're like, who? No one's seen this. You're all holy. And they get their, their, they get their shields and they move together and they're like, who? And they, whew, and they all just dominate people with their connectedness together. And they begin to move. And they're so, they dominate a lot of England just by their pure like, military skills of staying together. That's what it's like with the body of Christ. Our future together. Our future is together, but our future is together. And so I want to say this. My, I want a, a youth pastor by the name of Jude Fuqua. He's not a youth pastor anymore because I was youth when he was youth pastor. So that means he must be really old, because I'm really old. But he said this, show, uh, show me your friends, and I'll show you your future. Who are you connected to? Who are those relationships you're connected to? I always talked to my son just this week, and he had a, a young girl that was, you know, picking on him, which is something else we need to talk about. But it, he, he was still, he's like, Dad, this girl keeps saying this thing. And I'm like, do you know what, mate? You need to be a lot wiser about who you call your friends or who you are friends with. If that's a friend that's putting you down, that's not a friend. You need to pick your friends more wisely. And so I told him next time she says something really mean, that he's to say to her, you know what, Eloise, I think you're awesome, and I'm going to pray for you, and then go and play with someone else. So that's what he, <laughs> that was my advice. That was my father really advice. But you need to choose your friends wisely. You need to, the way we interact and who we interact with is really important and really vital because our future is dependent upon it. Who's with me? I show, Nehemiah and the wall, he had all the people in his area. They all mortgaged their homes. They all got out and they all worked together and built the house. The future of Israel, building the house, building the wall together. We are building something greater than just our lives. We are building the people's lives around us. And it's important that we catch that. That we are called together in relationship. Uncle Mordecai and Esther, they help the Jews escape death. How cool is that? Without that relationship being in health, that would have never happened. 
Jonathan and David, Jonathan laying down his will to be the next king because his dad was king. And if he was to die, Jonathan was going to be the next king. And David, his best mate, he had to lay that down. Without that relationship, we would may not, may not have ever have heard of a guy by the name of David in the Bible who wrote so much of the Old Testament. Moses, positioned in the courts of Pharaoh in that relationship. There's so many relationships that hold our future in their palm of their hands. And what am I talking about when I'm talking about relationship? Relationship at its very most basic thing is two or more things or people connected together. How cool is that? At its very core thing, that's all relationship is. And we need to get those right. So we, we are, I want to have a re- reality, re- I, I can't say that very well. I didn't speak good England at school. Um, no, I've got to speak faith in Jesus' name. No, we need to have a real reality check with our relationships. And the first reality check, if you're taking notes, is what are you doing? I want to say to you, what are we, what impact are we having in people's worlds around us? Romans 12, 14 says this, bless those who persecute you. Bless, do not curse. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. And this is my, this is the clincher for tonight. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. As far as it has to depend on you, what are you doing? What are you doing in your world and the relationships that you have in your life? What are you contributing to? Where are you adding value into someone's life? Where are you blessing where you could have cursed? Where you were blessing instead of persecuting? Where are you thinking about how that you can be honorable to people so that we can live at peace with people? When that person cuts you off in the traffic, instead of giving them, you know, you know, a piece of your mind, just go, no worries, mate, all good. You watch what happens. People are expecting a fight. They're expecting, and you're just like, oh, good, mate, go for it. Or someone's trying to jam in the traffic. You're like, go, mate, go, mate. But that's the attitude that we need to be. We need to live a life where we're peacemakers. And I believe it's more about us than we think. In fact, in fa- as in, it's more about how we treat people. It's not about us. It's actually about them. But it's how, what are we doing to impart that into someone's life? We are called to bless, not persecute. Bless, not curse. And give thought and honor and peace. Second reality check I want to talk about tonight is the blockages. And that relationship inevitably has repairs that are required. Put up your hand if you've ever had a relationship that has gone side. And when I say relationship, I'm talking about any time of con- any pu- any type of connectivity with anyone. A relationship that's gone funky one time or another. It, if you're married, your hand, both hands should be up. Two feet should be up. No, but I tell you, I love the fact, I'm, I, I'm so stoked that God puts us in relationships together. Because when we do have friction, actually, it's like, I've started, I was telling Sean, on the, um, just before, I, I started working out for the first time in my life ever, but I learned that what happens is you break and you like cause friction in your muscles and they like tear apart and they build back together. That's the same thing and they grow bigger. That's the same thing with relationships. When we have friction, when we have things that go wrong, it's not an opportunity to run the other way. It's an opportunity to run to it, repair it, make it strong again. And that relationship becomes stronger than ever before. And so instead of popping out of church, next time you have a, a reaction to something, run to the house of God, run to that relationship and go, hey, we need to get this right. Let's sort it out. But I want to encourage you, what are you doing? And the blockages in life, we're going to sort this out. Just thriving relationships require work. 
Healthy relationships require love. How cool is that? Is that going down? Good. Not, not, not the love that we hear about on the TV, the love that comes from Jesus Christ. Not the love that, that John Mayer sings about, Hollywood hot pink love. Whenever I think of love, I think of Hollywood hot pink. But whenever we're talking about the love of Jesus Christ, you know, like bricks. I, I, my, my dad was a builder. My, fa- my family, they're all engineers or builders. And uh, whenever you place a brick on top of another brick, on top of another brick, without anything between it, you just, you know, I built a couple of cubby houses out of the bricks was laying around the job site. And every time you go up to it, you just push the thing over and it falls over. Without the mortar of relationship, the thing falls over. But without relationship, the friction of the bricks wears the bricks down. And that's what it feels like. Who's ever had some friction in relationships before? Who's ever felt like, oh, that person really grinds me the wrong way? Well, when that happens, you need to do something with that. You need to build some relationship into that. You need to give them a gift or you need to do something that gets that changes your attitude and changes and builds some relationships, some heart in that thing so that it's not friction, it's not, it's not uh, brick rubbing on brick, it's relationship and the thing begins to flow and begin to build some strength back into that thing. So I believe we're going to have some strong rea- relationship reality checks tonight. It takes real work. I, wanted, I had a word from God. It was really funny because uh, as soon as I heard that, um, that I was coming out to preach, I like, got the word from God that I want, wanted, that I knew I had to speak tonight. And then I heard that it was on relationships and I was like, oh, thank you, Jesus. This is awesome. But the word I wanted to say tonight is about forgiveness. I tell you, the biggest thing in relationship is that big word called forgiveness. Some might say F-bomb. It's big. It's the thing because God actually cares about our relationships He cares so much that He said those two commandments, the greatest two, is that we love God and love people, that we would lay down our life for our friend, our brother, the person sitting next to you. I think that is so amazing. So unforgiveness is something that we need to get done and we need to get right. Luke 6, 37 says, Do not judge or or, or you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. God cares so much about getting those relationships right. We are called to live light. We are called to walk free. And we're going to do the thing that God calls us to do when we do that, when we live light and we live in freedom. We have attitudes with people that are holding us back. Just let them go. Forgiveness. You can't live in unforgiveness. You can't dream in unforgiveness because you're always thinking about things that people have done or things that the people are currently doing because your future is wrapped up in people. Everything that we're called to do requires us to do it with people, especially in the house of God. Just like Joseph, he forgave his brothers for selling him. He sold him to, these, to his, their enemies, their enemies to be a slave. And then not just that, he kept going to the person he was a slave he got lied about by Potiphar's wife. Then he got thrown into jail. And not only did he get thrown into jail, he made a deal with one of the guys. And so the guy, you know, remember me if you get, you know, go out of here and remember me, you know, help me get out. And then he forgot about him. So whole way through Joseph's life, he had opportunities to be offended, but he let go. He let, kept letting go. And he kept, you know, what can I do right now? What can you do right now? And he kept getting raised to the top. And the opportunity came to later on in life where all his brothers and sisters, uh, well, brothers and family were starving. They came to 
Joseph. And Matt, some of you may know the story. And he was the governor. He controlled all of everything in the kingdom that was to do with food and the supplies. And he had an opportunity there to go, no, you guys hurt me. I'm going to hurt you. That's it. You're not. But right in that instant, he let go and let God and allowed blessing to flow through his life into the people's lives, into his family's lives around him. You know what? You have an opportunity. You have an opportunity. You have a decision to make whether you're going to just believe that there is a God and, and, and believe that God has the best for the people that are in your worlds. I'm thinking of nurse, curse, and rehearse. You have an opportunity. You have an opportunity to get that thing that God has happened to you. You can do one thing that is kind of anti-God. You can nurse that thing that someone's done to you. Oh, remember that thing? Someone punched me in the arm. It hurt so much. And then you can curse. And you're like, yeah, that guy's a bleep, a bleep, bleep, bleep. And then you can rehearse and you can go over to someone and tell them about it. And go, Dory, remember that guy? He hurt me. He's a flippin' blah, 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 blah. You have an opportunity to let go and let God move in your life. Do you know, forgiveness is so powerful. Unforgiveness is so terrible in your life. I was researching this. And John Hopkins, this is the most clear one that I found, that John Hopkins Medicine published a finding that unforgiveness can impact your health. It found that the simple act of forgiveness will lower your cholesterol, reduce the risk of heart attacks, lowers anxiety, reduces blood pressure, reduces pain, lowers depression, and lowers the risk of heart disease. Chronic anger and unforgiveness results in putting your body under a constant fight or flight mode, which results in numerous changes to the heart rate, blood pressure, immune system. Those changes can increase the risk of depression, heart disease, and diabetes. Nobody wants those things. And I tell you, that unforgiveness leads to those things. I tell you, we need to be a people who are good at relationships, that we get a reality check on our relationships. I want to tell you tonight, I want you to close your eyes right now. There's a really easy litmus test on whether you have unresolved issues with someone. When you close your eyes and you think of a person, if that first thought that you have is negative, then you need to get some forgiveness up in here. If the first thought you have towards them is positive or neutral, then you can walk free. And so I want to pr- say this prayer before we move on. I want you to say this after me. Lord, dear Lord, I forgive everyone everything that they have done in Jesus' name. And the reality check number three, you can open your eyes and look at me. The reality check number three is our relationship with God. That thing is the most important relationship that we have in our life. And I want to challenge you tonight. Where are you with your relationship with God? This isn't just an altar call. This isn't just a moment where the people who haven't met Jesus can come and meet Jesus. This, I'm asking you tonight, when, when Jesus speaks in the New Testament, he's talk, He says, this is how we should pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread as we forgive those who sin against us. Forgive us as we forgive those who sin against us. God cares about his relationship with you so much so, so much so, that he wants us to get our relationships right with others. That we would put that first commandment, those greatest commandments back at the top of our lives, that we would love God and we would love people. That he says this in Matthew, it says this, for if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men, 
their sins, your heavenly Father will not forgive you your sins. God wants to have relationship with you, but He finds it so hard when we don't let go. We need to let go of those things in our lives, those things where we thought, those expectations that we had on people that were misled or misplaced. We need to just let go. There's a book that I've um, been reading a lot, and it's called The Bait of Satan. The devil wants us to be bound. God wants us to be free. The devil wants us to hold on to those offenses so that can stop us reaching the future that God has called us to live in. He want, the devil wants us to have poor relationships so that we can have no blessing and no future. But God has called us to live in prosperity and live in, in, in a successful life, but with the relationships around us, living free. If I'm to say one thing tonight, and before I close, I want to say this, that God wants you to live in freedom. Then when we live in unforgiveness... We are bound, but when we, live in f- uh, when we live with forgiveness and forgive everyone, we live in freedom, and we walk in freedom. And I want to say tonight, where is your relationship with God? That number one relationship, I want everyone to stand to their feet. We're going to close our eyes. Thank you, Jesus. God, we thank you for that relationship with you. Maybe some of you are here tonight, and you're offended at God. Maybe, maybe you're offended at somebody. Maybe you're offended at even a leader. Or maybe you've just got these attitudes that have been building up. But sometimes in your walk with God, we can build up these things and they can become like calluses. And I used to play guitar so much, so my fingers used to have these calluses so much that I couldn't feel anymore. And my fingers, when you touch something, I couldn't actually feel it because there was a callus on my finger. And when we hear the Holy Spirit, maybe, and He says, you need to let go of that thing. Or you hear a word where it says, love your neighbor like you love yourself. And you hold on to those things. Or you ignore that prompting from the Holy Spirit. A callus begins to build. But I got news that Jesus died on a cross 2,000 years ago so that we could be set free. He brought a thing called grace into our life. And where we were once struggling to forgive and let go, He brings His peace. just like what's in this room right now. He brings His presence. And just like my calluses, when I hopped in a bath or the shower, my calluses began to get soaked. And maybe there's some of you tonight, my calluses would get soaked until they were soft again. Maybe some of you here tonight, You've had hard hearts or a hard heart towards people or towards God or towards your leaders. God's in this room tonight and He can bring peace. He can bring the soaking presence of God and begin to make you soft again. God, we let go tonight. Anything that we were holding on that hinders us, 
Lord, we let go of offense. We let go of those hurts. Because we want to be near you, Lord God. In Jesus' name. Maybe 